Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real, Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep-free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code IDO for an exclusive 35% off. Because every mom deserves a good night's sleep, and with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. I do podcast episode 43. Welcome to IDoPodcast.com, where fun and inspiring relationship experts, therapists, and couples share tips and advice that will help lead you to a fulfilling and happy relationship. Let their guidance illuminate your path to happiness. Are you ready to create lasting love? And now, your hosts, Chase and Sarah. Do you have a topic that you'd like to hear more about or a relationship question you'd like answered? 
Email us at info at idopodcast.com and we'll be sure to add it to one of our upcoming episodes. We're excited to introduce our guest today, Esther Boykin. Hey, Esther. Hi, guys. How are you? We're doing great. How are you today? Pretty good. Excited to be talking to you. Esther Boykin is a licensed marriage and family therapist and relationship expert who is passionate about helping people build healthier and happier relationships. Esther is the co-founder of Group Therapy Associates, a mental health practice in Northern Virginia, and together with her business partner, hosts a free monthly web series called Q&A with GTA, where they answer viewer questions on life, love, and parenting. Esther is passionate about making mental health and personal growth accessible and offers couples and individuals a variety of ways to work with her to reach their goals, including traditional therapy, relationship classes, and coaching services. We've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute, tell us about yourself and why you enjoy helping people improve their relationships. Well, as you mentioned, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and honestly, this has probably been my passion since maybe since high school, um, I just really have a firm belief that our overall health and well-being and kind of happiness in life really is built on the kinds of relationships that we have, whether that's, you know, marriage, um, dating, um, even the relationships with, you know, parents and kids and that kind of stuff. And so that really kind of propelled the beginning of my career. And then as I sort of went through graduate school and the early part of my clinical work, I just found that I really just, I love working with people to to make relationships work. Um, I definitely have a philosophy that, you know, while it takes work to have a successful and long-lasting relationship, it doesn't always have to feel like work. So I definitely approach um, both my clinical work as well as, you know, the writing I do and several other sort of projects I have on the side um, with uh, an approach that says, essentially, how can we make this fun? How can we make this easier to do so that, you know, couples often just get stuck, and I think more often than not, it's something simple and easy that you can do on a regular basis that would really kind of avoid a lot of the common issues. We love it, and we hope that listeners find I Do Podcast fun and easy, and you're going to be able to reach all of our listeners and, and hopefully help them out in their relationships. I hope so. Well, our topic today is a fun one that Sarah and I personally really enjoy and try to make time for. And we're going to dive right into it in how to maintain a happy relationship with date night in your relationship. And we talk about date night a lot, but you bring up some really valid points about how you consciously have to work on date night, not just pizza and a movie every time. So let's let's dive right in. Okay. Uh, date night is definitely that's one of my favorite things. Um, it's it's really the premise of my book that was just recently published called The Date Guest because every couple needs a date night. Um, and really my philosophy is that um, date night is a really effective way to work on your relationship, to repair issues, but also to avoid issues. And my experience has been that people tend to fall in sort of one or two camps when it comes to date night. Either they think it's sort of cliche and, you know, yeah, yeah, date night, and they don't really um, invest the time. Or they think it's important. They schedule the time, but typically over the period of, you know, months or years, 
we stop investing a lot of creative energy. You know, it's just sort of one more thing on the calendar, like, oh, every Friday's date night. Um, but couples often stop thinking about how to be, um, just sort of make it interesting and engaging. And so um, that was really kind of what prompted me to work on the book. Um, I think that there are, well, not only do I think, but there's also research to support the fact that date night really helps relationships um, over, you know, five sort of key areas. Those would be communication. I mean, if you're spending time together, you obviously get to work on your communication skills. Um, so that's really, it's just an easy way to make sure you're communicating instead of that sort of dreaded, you know, we need to talk moment that happens sometimes. Um, some of the other ways that date night really helps relationships is um, by introducing the idea of novelty. Um, you know, as human beings, we are attracted to what feels new and fresh. And a lot of times, you know, when I get couples who are in distress in my office and they're talking about feeling like either they're bored or they find themselves attracted to somebody else, a lot of times when I start to dig at what's happening in the relationship, they're not doing anything new or exciting together. And so a lot of times we attribute it to our partner when the truth is a lot of times it's not that they're boring, it's just that we're doing boring things. And when we make date night a priority but also make it creative and fun, we keep that sense of newness in the relationship, which is really important to helping us to stay emotionally engaged with one another. The, the three other areas that date night can help would be with what we call romantic love. Um, you know, anybody who's been on a good date knows that that sort of, you know, it fosters a sense of romance um, and, and that kind of intimacy. But it also improves our commitment levels. In order to make date night consistent, you have to be committed to it. Um, and so the commitment to date night is just sort of a tangible way to practice your larger sense of commitment to one another and to your relationship. And then it's just really good for de-stressing. And, mm. you know, stress is definitely one of those areas that can undermine a relationship. Well, we can definitely relate to that. There's nothing more nice than coming home after a long day of work, sitting on the couch, you know, with your husband or wife or, you know, doing, doing something new, but just relaxing with each other and kind of distressing. There's uh, something to be said about that. And I'm so glad you gave that example because I think sometimes when people hear the phrase date night, they think, oh, we have to go out or it has to, you know, a meal, a movie or whatever it is. And date night could be just coming home and relaxing on the couch together, watching a favorite show or even just sitting on the couch reading or snuggling. That, in my book or, you know, from my perspective, that's still a date. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and watching a new movie, that's something new that you're doing with your partner where you can still talk about it and, and discuss it. And uh, it doesn't have to be spending a lot of money going out and trying a new activity. Exactly. Um, and in fact, it, it's interesting. Um, there was a, a new study that just came out from the University of Rochester, and they took some common sort of clinical approaches to helping couples prevent divorce, some communication skills stuff and some other programs that, you know, as therapists we use. And then they had a group of couples where their assignment was to watch a movie every week and then discuss the movie, and in particular, talk about the relationship in the movie. And what they found was that the couples who watched the movie and talked about, you know, sort of the relationships that they saw um, had just 
as low a divorce rate as the couples who went through these, you know, these more traditional kinds of clinical approaches. And so while it's maybe not great for business at my practice, mm-hmm. I love that. I think that's yeah. so exciting because it means that every couple has an opportunity to really strengthen their relationship and, you know, and avoid some of the major issues that potentially could come up down the road. Absolutely. And I think it's interesting because date night is such a term that's thrown around and pretty loosely. But I think for it to really be effective in, in making a marriage or a relationship better is it has to be conscious, not a conscious decision, but you have to be present during it and consciously working on it. Like the example that you gave of watching the movie, it's great if you guys go home, watch a movie but then if you don't talk about it or if it's just kind of like you lay on the couch and then detach and you get on your cell phone, that's really not doing anything for your relationship. Exactly. And I think you really are tapping into what I would say is the core of a good date night is or a good date. It doesn't always have to be a night, obviously, um, is really about having a very conscious, engaged connection with the other person having fun, whatever that looks like. You know, I mean, everybody has different definitions of fun, um, you know, and different energy levels from time to time, but making sure that you're being sort of mindful of this is a time that I'm devoting to being with my partner, having fun with them, and hopefully learning something. You know, I think that that's a piece that sometimes couples lose sight of is that we're always growing and changing. And once you've been together for a while, it's easy to assume like, oh, yeah, I know what you like. And there are a lot of things that that's the benefit of being together a long time. There are a lot of things you do know, but you do grow and evolve and making sure that you are setting aside time to just sort of be very mindfully engaged with one another is a way to make sure that you grow together as opposed to growing apart. Absolutely. And and I love the the novelty part too, because that trying something new We've talked to a lot of different uh, experts that trying new things, doing new things together is a hugely important way to bring you closer in a relationship. It really is. And, um, and, and it doesn't have to be complicated. You know, it could be as simple as a new restaurant or cooking a new dish at home. Um, you know, if you're outdoorsy and you like to do active things, then maybe it's taking a hike someplace you've never been before. Um, one of the dates that I you know, offer in the book is sort of be a tourist in your own city or town. Mm-hmm. Go out and instead of going to all the familiar places, go and try some new things. Go explore a new museum, go to a neighborhood you never really visited and see what you discover together because that will just spark some natural conversation about these new experiences and what do you think about them? Absolutely. I I know we talked to one researcher who had a couple that was married for, I think, 75 years. And the one thing they found that contributed to their relationship being successful is that they did new things together, even at that age. Which is so exciting and such a great testament to the fact that there's no age limit. This is some, and there's no, you don't, you're never going to really run out of possibilities if you're willing to make the effort. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and I like how you mentioned, keep it simple. It doesn't have to be like this big elaborate quote date. It could be something as simple as lying on the couch, watching a movie, 
relaxing or you can you know if you're a little bit more adventurous go on a hike somewhere new i know just the other weekend we chose a, a hike and uh i didn't sarah's laughing because you know I, I i'm i'm a little bit intense and athletic or at least i think i am and it was the highest <laughs> or the hardest hike in san diego he had to it go was... straight to the hardest one <laughs> we went we went even ease me in <laughs> we went we went straight to the hardest one and and i was fully aware i read up on it and, i wasn't <laughs> and but i knew that you know it would bring us closer cuz we would overcome you know, it's Sarah. Sarah's active, but she's not one to to do a f- four hour hike willingly. And I'm not saying I forced her, but we. I I didn't tell her it was the hardest hike in San Diego. But uh, at the end of the day, all that aside, it's really fun to do things like that, and that in particular as an, a specific example because we go through it together. And and it was this was a physical activity that was hard, but at the end of it, it's like yeah, we did that, and and we did it together. And sometimes if it's easy, it, it's not as fun, or it's yeah, not as rewarding. I- that's a really good point. And it sounds to me like you guys really had a great moment of, well, it sounds like a four hours of <laughs> a lot of working on for in that sense of partnership. Yeah. You really went into it knowing that this was probably going to be challenging for her, but that you were going to support her and encourage her and help her do that. But it also sounds like, Sarah, you were, you're open to, well, this might not be your first choice, you know that it's something he enjoys and that you can enjoy together. And so you're open to that new experience. Um, And that's a really great kind of team building um, kind of date, which is really important. I mean, those are the kinds of foundational pieces that allow a marriage to really thrive and survive challenges is when you have that foundation of partnership and teamwork that you can really rely on each other. Absolutely. And, and sticking with the hiking theme, pretty much, Two months into our relationship, we took a trip to Peru and did some hiking in the Andes Mountains, and it, it was it made our little four-hour hike look like child's play. And that was two months into our relationship, and it's just interesting because that was early on. We we didn't know each other. Obviously, we've been together for five years, nearly as well. But it was a precursor, and that we were able to sort of communicate and and enjoy that experience for what it was then and so now five years later it it still holds true and that's so good i I, honestly i think travel together is a great way early in a relationship to sort of figure out okay how well do we work together (laughs) what are our our core values and our way of being out in the world is this going to click um in the long term but it's also exciting to me that five years later, you're still doing that. And that's really, to me, what date night is kind of about is making it simple for people to continue to do what they did at the beginning of their relationship. Like all of those things are part of what brought you together to want to get married, to want to establish a life together. And unfortunately, so often what happens is people get married, they've been together a long time, they get into the routine of day-to-day life, and then they forget to do that stuff. Yep. And and that really is kind of the glue that helps you that when because it will it will get challenging. You know, it's sort of my mantra in my office is I always tell couples there will be some period of time where it's just hard to be together because of whatever else is going on in life. Things happen, 
but when we've, you've made a commitment on the front end to say it's important for us to have fun together, no matter what else is going on, that allows you to stay connected to sort of the positive qualities in the other person and in your relationship, and that will help to carry you through whatever crises or challenges come up as life goes on. Yeah, and and I think that's a good point of if our listeners out there are trying to think of stuff, if you can think of something you did early in your relationship when you're when you're in that quote honeymoon phase, but things that you both enjoyed and and maybe now you've been together for five, ten years, that those can be great things to do for your date night. Yeah, I think that's a really good place to go. And I would say the second place if you're struggling and in part maybe are just kind of sometimes there's just that bickering or whatever else might be happening in your relationship. Go with something that you know your partner is really interested in. Think of it as sort of like a gift. Um, I was doing, I was talking to um, Steve Cooper from Hitch Mag, and he and his wife do surprise dates. And so once a month, they surprise the other person with something that they think they would really enjoy doing. Everything from a concert to a walk to visiting, you know, a favorite restaurant. Um, you know, I always give my husband credit for, you know, an extra special date night when he takes me out for Mexican because he really doesn't like Mexican food, but I love it. And <laughs> But that's sort of his little gift to me. Like, okay, I know that this will make you happy, and so I'm going to do it. And I think what we sometimes forget in relationships is that when we have the intention to make our partner happy, Nine times out of ten, by the time that experience is over, we're also happy. Right. You know, in their enthusiasm and their joy, you start to find your own contentment and in your own joy about the experience. And it's really a, just a positive um, thing to do if you want your relationship to last for a, a long time. Yeah, it's like a little bit of sacrifice, but it brings a lot of reward. Absolutely. I love that. Well, let's just, I uh, wanted to wrap up those three main points that uh, you talked about in your article for having a fun and successful date night. And it's really to be creative, be consistent, and commit to it. Those are three things. If you follow those, hopefully your date nights will be fun and exciting and contribute to a long-lasting, successful relationship. Absolutely. And I would say, if I had to pick one favorite one, um, or sort of what I think maybe is the most important, I think consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, if you if you keep doing it, if the creativity wanes, one of you will usually bring it back. And if you're consistent about it, it consistency sort of requires a certain level of commitment um, to keep it going. But it's just so easy as life gets busy to let it go. It's just an easy thing to sort of say, well, we'll do it next week. Or, you know, I do see you every day. So it's not that big a deal. Um, But what you miss out on is what, you know, you guys mentioned earlier is that sense of a designated time to be fully engaged, that we're not distracted with our phone or with work or with children or any number of other things that sort of pull our attention away from each other. That's great advice. Thank you very much. What do you find is the most common reason couples struggle in their relationship? Um, I would say a sense of emotional disconnection. Not to sound quite so therapisty, but I think often there's just a, an emotional distance that happens. And I think that is usually the result of 
people just becoming mindless. More often than not, it's not intentional. It's just that we stop being very conscious and very deliberate about staying connected and staying engaged with each other. Um, I think that's that often leads to all the other issues that come up down the road. Yeah, and it's hard in this day and age. There's so many distractions and things going on in, in most people's lives that it, it's it takes a conscious effort to stay emotionally engaged. It really does. And, you know, sometimes I will use the analogy of weight gain for couples. Um, emotional disconnection is a little bit like weight gain. It, typically, we know the right things to eat and to do, but if we're not thoughtful and, and sort of conscious on a daily basis about the food we eat and whether or not we get exercise, we slowly put on weight. You don't yeah. wake up one day and have gained 25 pounds. Over the period, you know, over a year, you might put on 25 pounds, but you don't really notice until you're at 25. You, right. you didn't notice the first three pounds or the first five pounds or, or you noticed and, you know, you ate salads for a couple of weeks. And often that's the same process that happens within a relationship is you don't suddenly wake up feeling like you're not connected to each other anymore. It's just small, tiny things. And so it's important to make a conscious effort on a, on a daily and weekly basis to say, how do I feel? Do you feel like we're spending enough time together or we're connected or I know enough about what's happening in your day-to-day life? Um, and if not, what do we need to do differently? Yeah, I, I love the analogy, you know, the, the weight gain. People say you gain a pound a year for 10 years or or 20 years, and now all of a sudden you're overweight. So if you if you want a, a long-lasting relationship, it's important to not let those things build up. Absolutely. Now we are going into the his and her round where Sarah and I each ask a question that's on our minds. Sarah's up first. I know it can be different for each couple, but how often do you recommend date nights? I would recommend date night at least once a week. Now, that some weeks that might just be saying for two hours, nobody turns on their phone, and we're just going to eat the same dinner we've been eating you know, every other night of the week, but no distractions. We're, we're calling it a date, and so we're going to treat it like a date. But I think that you know, if I, a rule of thumb would be at least once a week, um, even if that means that you have to do it via FaceTime because somebody's traveling, mm-hmm. um, it, it's important. I think at least two hours a week is important for your relationship. Well, my question is for a couple that one of the partners may just not be committed to to doing this date night. So they're not committed to consistently doing date night. How can the other couple that's trying to do it communicate and work with them to make it something that they can do? Um, I would start by saying try to pay attention and figure out is it that they're unwilling to commit to doing something together and spending time together on a weekly basis? Or is there some sort of emotional trigger around the idea of date night? Um, and I run into that sometimes, um, not to pick on the guys, but sometimes I think there, there are husbands and, and boyfriends who find the idea of date night feeling like, oh, I have, you know, I got to take her where she wants to go. I got to spend a bunch of money. Like, this is why I'm in a relationship. I don't want to have to be dating anymore. Right. And sometimes simply removing the label 
Uh-huh. All of a sudden, like, you're still doing things. Like, they're, they're happy to go to dinner once a week or out to a movie or, you know, whatever, to the flea market or whatever it is that you guys like to do. They're happy to do new and interesting things on a weekly basis. If you don't call it date night, then don't call it date night. Yeah. It doesn't matter what we call it as long as it's happening. Now, if that's not the case, if it is that you have a partner who is resistant to just committing to spending that time together every week, um, then that's a little bit more complicated. And I think, you know, really sitting down and talking about um, why it's important to you and what, how you think it helps the relationship in terms of your ability to stay emotionally connected, um, that you want to have fun with this person. That's why you're in a relationship with them. And hopefully they're open to talking about what's their resistance. Is it that they feel so busy and overwhelmed? Um, and then being creative about, you know, problem solving. Um, I think the other time I hear that is often with um, new parents and sometimes, um, you know, new moms in particular and sometimes new dads have a hard time leaving the baby. And so they have a hard time being committed to date night because they don't want to leave the baby alone. And so then you can get creative around that and say, well, what can we, okay, you know, the baby sleeps from 8 to 10 p.m. We're going to call that our date night and we're going to make that time with each other. Yeah, so that's great advice for our listeners to uh, try to have a great relationship with date night or whatever you want to call it. Connection night. doesn't need to be date night. <laughs> it doesn't have to be date night. It can be anything you want to call it as long as you're out there getting getting the time in with each other. Exactly. Well, now it's time for our favorite part of the interview, the lasting love round. We'll ask you a series of questions and you'll respond with great information to help set the foundation for a lasting relationship. We love it. Our listeners love it. So Esther, are you ready to help us build lasting love? I love it. I'm ready. All right. (laughs) What's one thing couples can do on a daily basis to help improve their relationship? Um, a 10 second kiss every day. Yeah. I think that would be, yeah, that it allows couples to, it just creates that emotional bond with one another and it's 10 seconds every day. And if you could follow that up with asking each other, you know, three things that are going to happen that are important over the course of the day, that way you stay connected. What's happening on a routine basis? And it's important to be affectionate, to have that physical affection with one another. Absolutely. Love it. And if you're more of a hugger, we've heard 20-second hug. That's another good 20 one. 20-second <laughs> hug, yeah. I recommend that all the time. <laughs> Is there a book or resource you can recommend for couples? I would say as a great baseline is Gary Chapman's The Love Languages. I think that's a really good way for couples to think about think differently about how they communicate their love and affection for one another, but also to be mindful of places where they might be missing each other and feel disconnected. Um, so that would sort of be, if you had to have one book, that would be the one book I would go to. And then if I can add two more, I would say John Gottman's Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work. And of course, the date deck, because you need good date night ideas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we love all those books, and we'll have those three listed on your show notes page at idopodcast.com. And our listeners know to go there to find those awesome recommendations. Thank you. Wonderful. We're getting married this year. Is there any advice you would give engaged couples or newlyweds? 
Uh, let's see. I think for departing from, you know, all the date night song we've been talking about, definitely keep dating through the engagement. I think wedding planning can be incredibly stressful. And so making time to do something that is not wedding related um, during the engagement on a regular basis can be really helpful. Um, my other piece of advice would be don't avoid the fights, like the conflict. Not that I want you to be yelling and screaming at each other by any means, but typically wedding planning involves lots of extended family stuff and differences of opinion. And those are sort of good conflicts and disagreements to practice those skills. It's really, I think that's something that couples often avoid um, because they want to sort of keep the peace, but learning how to navigate that and both be honest and, and put your feelings on the table is really important to the long-term health of a marriage. If you could give just one single piece of advice for a successful relationship, what would it be? Don't stop having fun together. I love it. It's simple, <laughs> easy. It's awesome. <laughs> Oh, good. I hope that you guys sound like you have lots of fun together. You sound like you have a great time doing the show, and clearly you're having fun doing hiking and all kinds of stuff. So that's fantastic. Well, we do. We try a lot. We try to have fun and keep up with our date nights. So you've just given us uh, some even more ideas and advice, and we love it. And we've really enjoyed hearing it all and, and for our listeners, too. So let's just finish by having you tell our listeners where they can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Um, great. Well, anyone who's interested in um, debate tech or wants to learn more about my work can visit me at www.estherboykin.com. You can also find me on Twitter at EstherBMFT. Um, and if anyone's interested in premarital coaching and some of those other services, um, that information can also be found on my website at EstherBoykin.com or at GroupTherapyAssociates.com. Where our listeners can find all the information and links to today's episode on idopodcast.com. Go to the podcast tab and you'll be in the archives. And thank you so much for all your generous knowledge and for taking the time to come on our show today. Thank you guys so much. I had a great time. Are you interested in learning five ways to improve your relationship on a daily basis? How about five tips for engaged couples or newlyweds? This information and more is our free gift to you when you go to idopodcast.com and subscribe to our mailing list. Thank you so much for joining us today on I Do Podcast. Head on over to idopodcast.com for full recaps of every show, relationship resources, tips, and advice. Your path to a successful and lasting relationship awaits you. Are you ready to create lasting love? You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.